Drinking with the Jackets fans, we are back and live with a new pod. If you can hear that, that was me opening up a delicious Lagunitas Brewing Company IPA. Because that's what I leave in my fridge, apparently. Uh, I'm going to be drinking these all night. I've got enough, unfortunately. But we're here with Chase Randolph. Chase, how's it going? I'm doing good, Josh. How are you doing? Very good. And a special guest, Ike Willis, today. Uh, Ike, I knew your wife, but uh, she was interned at Southern Company. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How yeah, you yeah. Eat? Happy to be on. Happy you guys got me here. I got my ranch water here with you. So, you know, a little tequila, lime, uh, soda water. But, uh, yeah, so Ike Willis, also known as Isaiah Willis, uh, if you know me from a professional standpoint uh, yeah, I played at Georgia Tech 2012 to 2016 uh, currently work at Accenture hung up the cleats after after my stint uh, at Tech uh, but yeah still try to get involved with athletics as we do some recruiting on the Georgia, on the Accenture side specifically for Georgia Tech student athletes but uh, yeah so strategy and consulting manager Accenture focusing on commerce. Very cool so you do you help out with the uh I think like the the internship recruiting program. I think me and Chase went to like one career fair when we were managers, but yeah, yeah. So they usually put on like a student athlete career fair. That's really how I got my job at Accenture um, and some of my internships. So I try to give back, uh, definitely in that in that same vein. But yeah, me and Brad Stewart, another former teammate. I'm sure you know the name. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of co-lead the Georgia Tech student athlete uh, chair of our recruiting arm. So trying to involve like Kevin Cone more more frequently with uh, the total person program and just the different events that are trying to bring letter winners back. Um, and then also from an Accenture standpoint of just consulting and helping them shape that program and, you know, just teach people about there's always life after ball. Dude, that's awesome. That's a huge selling point to tech, too. That's the coolest thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We know we know what student athletes can bring to the table and, you know, they always don't get the opportunities with their sports. Uh to have true internships. So how do you shape your resume to make it still relevant to a consulting firm or anywhere else that you may be applying to and have those bring bring out those soft skills and on your resume and things of that nature. So dang. That's awesome, dude. Well, I know you said you're drinking a ranch water. Chase, what are you drinking right now? You know what I'm drinking? The ultra baby. Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> That's his go-to. Yeah. Kind of uh, like say car friendly or something. You're trying to, you know, get right for the winter <laughs> and I say you're keeping the calories down. 95 cals. You know, I just turned 30 a few months ago and it was like instant flip switch. Starting to put on like five pounds. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I did a CrossFit workout right before this. Uh, just trying to. There you go. You're getting, you're getting towards that stage of life where the metabolism does not uh, keep up with. Uh, your past eating habits. So for sure, for sure. Well, legit. Well, we can get into it. Um, you know, Isaiah, I think you played what well, you came from Lasseter High School. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lasseter. Dude, East Cobb. How, how was that? How was getting recruited out of there? Like, did you what you play? What position did you play in high school? Um, and yeah, what recruited? Yeah, so Lasseter, I was there my sophomore through senior year. They kind of like pseudo recruited me with like Eddie Prince and Tyron Jones and some of those people we played grew up playing literally together against each other more so than not but uh we all trained together and stuff like that so I got pulled over there uh was playing slot because Tyron was at running back 
um, when he left and went to Walton, moved back to my natural position of running back. Um, but yeah, so they didn't let us play both ways at high in high school. Huh. Uh, at Lasseter, it was a big thing with our new coach that we got my junior year. So my junior year, I was supposed to play running back and safety, and then they kind of was like, "No, you're only gonna play both w- one way." And I always wanted to score, so like, put me on offensive side <laughs> of the ball. Um, but yeah, and then Mike Seawalt was kind of really how I got recruited to Tech. So his son was our long snapper um, hey. at Lasseter, and so he was always obviously at our games and stuff like that. So he was the one that kind of told me about Tech, got me interested in Tech, and uh, kind of recruited me. Oh, that's awesome! I think. Seawalk. Seawalk came, came down to Vidalia one time and he came on a recruiting trip for somebody. Did, oh, yeah. did he talk about bending the hips a lot? <laughs> uh, I'm sure. He, I mean, he, there's a lot of sayings he used to say, you know, he, you know, he had a little voice that people used to get on him about, but no, nah, Seawalk was a good dude. Yeah. Um, he, uh, his wife used to always make us cookies uh, on Thursdays before the game. We always make the old lineman cookies. It was like a, a double chocolate chip cookie with like a icing in the middle and like some candy corn or something like that. And I was always one that could get one too because she was, you know, me and Robin had a good, good relationship. So I was one of the special ones that got one thrown in my locker once I got the tech. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> and I, I guess I mean Seawalk has like a long see because he coached with Paul at Georgia Southern before too. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's been around the block for sure. Um good dude. You know, so I had never had no problems with Seawall. He's a good guy. No, no. I'm, I got to eat a steak because he came downtown. So there you go. <laughs> Can't beat a steak dinner. Can't beat a steak That's dinner. right. That's right. That's cool. So I, I know uh, Josh and I went to Ireland to watch the game. Uh-huh. Okay. And, oh, uh, yeah. We went in 2016. It's been documented on the pod before, so we won't, we won't go too crazy into the details, but. Yeah. Um, what What was it like making that trip? I think were you a maybe a senior? During yeah, that? my freshman senior year. So it was a, it was a big thing because I guess it was coming off of, of a poor season. Obviously, we had you know ended the bowl streak the previous year. It was my first. That was twenty fifteen. Was my first year starting, and so coming into twenty sixteen, obviously wanted to you know have a good year going into it. The, the so it was a great experience. Uh, we didn't get to travel or not travel or go sightsee as much as I would have loved uh yeah. during that trip but definitely was an interesting experience I remember specifically we practiced before getting on the plane got on the plane flew for however many hours and then got off the plane and went through a practice again so that was not Dang. fun but other than that, it was a good trip and we got the dub yeah we did dub was crazy that's probably the, the last thing I remember for a while yeah yeah are, are you planning on making the trip for this next one next year in 2024? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My birthday is right around there. My 30th would be around there. So, we, you know, maybe not. Yeah, never know. I may make it a trip. That'd be cool. Say, if you want to do some sightseeing, it's worth the trip. Oh, yeah. My uh, my dad was out there when we went, and he told me all about it. And he, you know, did a small trip in Europe and then caught the ferry or whatever over to Ireland uh, to come see us play. So. Oh, that's he, awesome. He made, it, he made a good trip out of it. I was, you know, yeah. it's just his reason to go. How did you, at least, you know, from the fan perspective, I know, I remember it was drizzling that day, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, so the field was kind of sloppy. The play was kind of like punching, you know, just like yeah, a yeah, yeah. fight. But I mean, from the fan perspective, like it, it was really cool to see. There was a lot of tech fans that made the trip and then a lot of Irish folks. It was, it was cool. How was it that? Was it was loud. It was a lot of shit. I remember specifically I fucked up on a play because of the, how loud it was. Like, <laughs> 
we were it was third down and we were got to the huddle and we were in trips and smooth was trying to make a check at the line and ended up calling a timeout and mm -hmm. so because he didn't know what the defense was saying he was trying to communicate with coach johnson and so we go to the sideline and coach johnson's like okay we're gonna call the same play if they give you this this look which i wish he was betting on essentially this is the play we're gonna run and i'm like all right bet i know what i do on this play i know what the, i do on the play that's called so then we get to the line and he makes the check but i can't you say you gotta listen out for the check you don't know exactly what he checks to and I'm like, oh, I can't hear him. So I'm like looking at the VBAT, trying to get smooth to like stop. Like, what's the play, dog? Like, I don't know. And uh, Marcus Marshall tells me to play, but he tells it to me in like the code name, and it just doesn't register. Like, of all mm -hmm. things, at that point in time, doesn't register. Smooth doesn't cater, says hype and goes. And I'm like, all right, I'm betting that smooth called the play that Coach Johnson told him to check into. So I go do my job on that play, just like cut off the front side safety or something like that. And lo and behold, he called a play where I was supposed to be the pitch man. And so I'm looking at Smooth as I'm going to cut off the backside of safety. And he's like, stop, ready to pitch. And like, I'm nowhere to be found. <laughs> oh, no. And, and then everybody's like, bro, you had the whole sideline. If you would have been there, you would have scored. Oh, to get no. the house. Yeah. But yeah, you live and you learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we survived that one. So right. that's all that matters. Shoot. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. The, the, the option that says. Experience, though. You gotta. It just seems like you gotta be. Everybody's gonna be on the same page for the option to work. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Got to make the right read. Got to know what your plays. Got to be timing's a big thing in that stuff. Right pitch relationship, all that good stuff. So, how was? You know, this is kind of off the cuff a little bit or off script, but how was? You know, Johnson used running backs to to relay plays. Like, how was like yeah. you like thinking about like his. Because it was always like a game, right, between him and the defense the whole time. Yeah, yeah. How was it like getting like a first front row? Because I, I mean, I got respect for Paul. Paul did show oh, yeah. people hadn't done in years, you know, at Tech. So how was it being front row and seeing him like play chess with like guys like Venables and other shit like that? Like, how, how was that? That was very cool. I mean, like the fact that he could know who, who effed up in a play purely off who made the tackle. And, like, just how he saw the game and, like, could see all that stuff and, like, go know exactly who to cuss out, you know, exactly who to go ring you know, <laughs> their neck for. I mean, it's just really cool. And then how he could set people up and, like, you know, do X, Y, Z. But And I feel like I learned a lot because of how he used to call plays and, like, pick up on little tendencies or things he would do. Like, I'd be like, oh, based on this, we should be running X, Y, Z play. And then that would be the play I would run in or that would be the play I would see. I'm like, okay. I do know it a little bit, you know. Some of <laughs> I'm picking up. He's definitely impressive in just the way he could see the game, especially at sitting on the sideline yeah, and not in a box. So, like, again, being able to see the whole field from that perspective, which is very different than when you're in the box, um, hats off to him. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame, right? That's right. Yeah. He deserves it, it too. What, it seemed like he always made crazy second-half adjustments too. Like, oh, yeah. what, what, what was, like – the locker room like at halftime like would he would he light you up or was it like kind of a mix of like him being calm and just saying like this is what we're gonna do this second half I, I feel like it changed depending on the year and where we were in the season and like why we were losing or winning in that particular game um I don't think there's a straight answer I think he gave us what he felt he we thought we needed to go out in the second half and execute appropriately or continue to execute um so yeah I mean definitely you get your your cuss outs. And usually if you were losing or doing something bad, you know, you get your, your quick cuss out. 
Yeah. Um, and then it's like, you know, they'll go into the locker room, do their little coaches talk and then come back and it's more of the relaxed, like, okay, let me yeah. talk to you, educate you, coach you up type deal. Um, but like, again, I feel like most coaches, it's worry about what I say, not how I say it. You understand their delivery. You don't take it personally. At least I never have. It's just a nature of the beast, you know? Yeah. Emotions are high. It's just, but no, I think he was always trying to be more or less like give us what we needed at that time when we needed it it was it wasn't just always one way or another you know for a fact you're getting xyz yeah dude that's awesome yeah. well i'm gonna ask the next question yeah. partially because i'm an asshole um and uh i think it was the 20 what 2017 college game day came to atlanta i held up a sign said sec east champions at college game day in front of a bunch of Georgia fans with two fans. <laughs> how was it? How did it feel? Not only like being super competitive in the ACC that year, we went nine and four, but like beating up on some SEC blue bloods, grinning ear to ear. How, how was that season? And then how do you compare that to the 14 season? Even though I know you weren't a starter, but at least you've got like an, yeah. one of my favorite seasons in recent memory still. I think the, the 2016 season, obviously being my senior year coming back off, again, a poor 2015 showing for us. I think it was just, you know, putting our name back on on the top of the ACC, um, getting, you know, getting our, licking our wounds and coming back with a, with a vengeance. I think it was just good. I mean, especially my whole high school went to UGA, yeah. uh, more or less, right, being from uh, North Georgia-ish. Yeah. And so it was always good, you know, talking, yeah, being, being able to talk your shit, you know, your state champs for the year on top of just the, Kentucky playing that game, I remember like they want to fight us because again they think you know SEC just thinks they're so big and bad at all times. You know you got to show them that like you know we can play football too, right? Uh, we put our pads on and we can go to work. So definitely was a good and fun experience. Um, way to go out on top, getting a win, and especially the SEC win at the end of the season. Uh, Twenty fourteen, that team was just that was probably the the closest team I'd probably been on personally though, um, just yeah. from top to bottom because of you had a lot of old heads. My position was six people deep at ABAC. It's all seniors, all really close, close knit, hung out with them. I think we just hung out a lot together, that team. And I think that's what showed on the field. Um, just the way everybody would fought for each other, cheer for each other, that type of thing. Not saying we didn't have that in 2016, but top to bottom, you know, freshman to senior, redshirt senior, I think 2014 was probably our tightest knit group. Yeah. That's cool. I'm trying to think, like twenty sixteen bandy game. I'm trying to think of everybody that was on that team. That you said Marshall. I think uh, who was that? Who was the uh, B back that went to Nebraska? Yeah, dude, he was a beast. I, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the 2014, 2016 teams like were some of like the most hard hitting teams, like especially at the end of uh, Paul's yeah. tenure. It was fun to watch at least some people that. don't look realize how we weren't bad at 15 either though. If you look no. at like statistics I can't even speak, speak statistically. it out. Yeah. Statistically in the all those games were set for Ireland or excuse me, Notre Dame, not Ireland, Notre Dame oh. and um in Clemson, we were in every game like one possession in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So that's what was so disappointing about 15. Like, you, we found ways to lose games almost. And so 16, I think we really corrected that. Um, and, it, it, you know, 
got the dubs when we needed them. But yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember that 14 was the year right after I graduated. <laughs> I was yeah. I was so oh, mad. I <laughs> no say. And I came I came at the worst time because I I came the year after when the AC championship. Yeah, that was my it's like the middle of four years. It was like, dang, I missed out on so much good stuff. We still had we still had our good games beat Clemson. Yeah, we'll um, be at, at home and everything, but um, yeah, that Thursday was, night game. Uh, no, that was uh, that was a Saturday night game. Thirteen. That was twenty two thousand eleven, and they were number five in the country. And they had like Sammy Watkins and yeah, yeah, yeah. DeAndre that's when Hopkins. Pot, like caught the pick in end zone, right? Yeah, that's right. Jamia. Yeah, picked his picked his pocket clean. That was a Saturday night game. Yeah, yeah. that was homecoming. And we, yeah, we destroyed them. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, how does that stack against fifteen Florida State? Oh, Ike, you're jumping ahead, man, <laughs> dude. That speaking of which, cheers, cheers. We're at a minute, minute. Lord, yeah, we... fifteen. Yeah, we're a little behind. Cheers to that. One. Another one. Yeah, no, the Florida State game was by far the like I'd graduated at that point. Yeah, but came back and watched in the. South end zone, which I've, I think that's the only game I've ever done that for. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where yeah, season we, two. Was. When we when we scored that touchdown, I just I ran on the field. I probably saw you in there at some point. I didn't even oh, know yeah. it. So but, he's he's being he's being bashful. Uh, I I wrote the question. We're, we were <laughs> I wrote to Chase. I said, Chase, who's got the fastest forty time? You or Ike? Because Chase is on the front of ESPN. When the when Paul is shaking uh, Jimbo's hand and it's yeah. Chase around him with the cop like right right behind him slapping really? his back. yeah so that was, I was the first yeah, one on the, on the, I was the first one on the field and that's dope that's dope yeah it was I'm it, was, it was funny the Florida State game was awesome like what they came in with an eight no streak longest streak in ACC play in the you know I yeah. think undefeated and i think you're right like the uh i mean well obviously you're right you were on the team 15 <laughs> team was close <laughs> like a lot of games i do remember that notre dame game because i'm i threw stuff at the tv it was just frustrating but you know that's tough going up to south bend no matter what against a brian kelly team and uh but uh yeah i mean that showed that we can play with the best honestly like you just one play sure. away we was always one play away this season unc was another one, Virginia, another one. I mean, it's, you can count them. Yeah. Well, that that took that took that great question. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm bad for jumping the gun. Oh yeah. No, no, you're good, man. That's 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 what we want. We want the we want the real talk. Sure. Was uh were you getting the vibes at that time around like end like your senior year that Paul was kind of getting getting tired of of all the extra stuff i mean to me like with nil going on and everything it just seemed like he was kind of getting worn down from from my perspective like were you getting that that vibe that he was kind of ready to to release from the and, and play golf all the time <laughs> man's amazing at golf but uh so you probably just want to do that just in general but um i think there was a lot of talk about especially after that 15 season um you know, making a change. And so I think not the 
2016 kind of made it seem like he may stick around because at one point I did think he was getting the boot um, mm-hmm. earlier than when he kind of got, you know, shoved out gently, yeah, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, but, I mean, there was talks, but it was always like, eh, it's just a rumor mill. You know, you, you lose a game, people want, want his throat because the offense didn't do X, Y, Z, defense do X, Y, like, you know, the blame game. So there's definitely conversations about it, but I didn't really see it happening for real in my season after he, I mean, in my, my era. So, um, you know, yeah, in short. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Chase. I, was gonna, I feel like he, he definitely got disrespected on his way out. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like, I feel like Coach Key and, and Jay Bat now are trying to reconcile. And I feel like, Coach Key's playing golf with him in the coaches tournament. Yeah, I saw that. So like that that's cool. I feel like and I th- I think they're going to honor him for the the Hall of Fame um this they year. <laughs> as they should, as they should. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely you know, the way he left in the not I mean not to speak bad on Collins, but like the way he came about kind of not bashing. I don't know, like the right term to use. Yeah, but no, no, yeah. He he definitely he, like kind of belittled like everything that had happened. You know. Yeah, and the offense and the talent and X Y Z, and then you don't produce. Like that's fine and dandy if you go out and like you start whooping everybody's ass and you know you get in the college football playoff. <laughs> you can't even <laughs> six wins and you're losing to Citadel. So like, yeah, it's kind of like you know put up or shut up, and you know you got put out. So, but it, yeah, it works. yeah, it is. I think that's a valid like comeback. I guess if you look at Paul's like tenure, like you said, fifteen they snap, we snacked the gold streak. You know, twenty something years. Yeah. Like if you look at the whole body of work, I mean, how many ACC championship appearances? He won one. Right. Orange Bowls went to Orange Bowls. Um, went to so many bowls. Beat Lane Kiffin at uh, USC. USC, yeah, um, very windy game, which yeah. I was okay with. It was so <laughs> I was on the sideline with a little ass hoodie. <laughs> How cold was it? It looked freaking awful. We talked Crazy. about going. We was like all, you know, all the red shirts just huddled up, like trying to get body heat. I don't think we had heaters on that sideline. I want to say we didn't. Or if we did, only starters hit. Like, you know, people were playing could be around them. So. Yeah. Those Russell hoodies would keep you warm, though. <laughs> I, I still got, dude. I will say this. Russell Athletic, dry fit sucks. Socks suck. But the hoodies and the sweatpants were legit. Mine were always big as hell. So I don't know. Maybe they were <laughs> my shits were huge. Like I remember like the ones they used to give us to like practice in when it was, you know, the cold months, November, December. Man, I would have to like roll roll my waistband down three times, tie up the drawstring, you know, roll the roll the ankle parts up. Things were like, yeah, they were bad. Bad ball. You know, I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. But hey. Yes, fair. That's fair. All right, so I'm going to lead into this question. We talked about the 16th season. There's the epic play at Georgia where Paul calls the offense. And, you know, I think it was, what, two minutes left? Um, Roll out. It looked like a busted play to dive into the end zone. How did that go down, number one? But number two, do you think Kirby was cheating on the sidelines because that play looked – red as shit like there's no way you know that that's gonna happen uh i don't know i can't speak on if kirby knew what was going on he might have 
He might have. He might have not. I don't know. I can't tell. But what I will say is when so I'm I'm on the play, and so I'm rolling out trying to block for Quay. Yeah. Who's gonna you know throw it back? And I'm looking like, well, hope he's like gonna throw it soon because like there's a bunch of people over here or do something because I know he can't run this way. Like he's too right. Um, and so I kind of look back and I see that smooth covered. And I'm like, all right, well, he's gonna have to make some shake. And then I just see Quay take off and dive. I'm like, oh, he in there. So I'm I'm holding my hands up, like Heck yeah, he takes off. Um, but no, it was a it was an interesting, it was a cool play. Um, we had worked on it in practice the week before, just like how we work on like the tight or the throwback to the tackle, like every year during that, during that uh during that uh week uh leading up to the leading up to the Georgia game. So we always call that play um i don't know if you guys ever knew that but like we always call the tackle throwback against georgia luckily we can talk about that now since (laughs) 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 um but yeah so it was definitely uh it was a shock like it was just like oh shit moment because you know like it was game wouldn't dive and touchdown like you just i bet i mean i know quite like you never you always dream of having that moment so i was happy that he was able to get that moment and uh win the game for us so yeah yeah, oh, that's yeah. all. I so I, I saw something today about Urban Meyer. He said that when he was coach at Ohio State, he would like they had a designated guy that like watched everything that Michigan did, like knew who they were recruiting. He'd watch yeah. all their all their games and like do all their film and stuff. Is that something that is like was done at Tech, like for Georgia, or is that something that like is done in college football, or is that just I don't know if that was just like a fan thing, me being blown away by that, but. Um, I mean, you always have people GAs recruiting and like really going into the weeds of you know people's tendencies and things of that nature. Um, so I imagine, I mean, Lane Kevin could have that guy go above and beyond, but we always got you know good intel, the whole packet write up about you know XYZ player, players do their own digging about like who's his girlfriend, so I can go talk shit about her on like you know like shit like you know stuff like that. So um, it's just you know. But I, think, I mean, you got to do your scouting report one way or another. What's the What's the dirtiest thing that you you read on someone's scouting report about someone's girlfriend? I've never personally read it. Anything I never got it. It was more of the defensive players who would get like the scouting report about their team, and then someone on our team would just go do the digging. Um, and then right. you know, tell me X Y Z about you know I, you know I, I fucked his mom last night, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Like, I feel like that's like a cornerback's job. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it reminds you of like I don't know if you guys ever watched Last Chance You. Yep. And like the I can't remember what season it was, but one of the seasons like the quarterback's calling a play, and he's calling an audible, and then in the, as he's calling his cadence, he's like fifty, you know, fifty three is the mic, and I fucked his mom last night. And your mom, and your girlfriend's a bitch or something like that. Like he says something like that, like mid statement says set hut right, set set height, and like throws a a dart right by his head um it's you know shit like that you know you just get under people's skin and figure out how to, which way is going to work so you got to have a bunch of different ammunition maybe it's not his mom maybe it's his girlfriend maybe it's, it's i don't know something his auntie i don't know somebody <laughs> oh shit that's funny as hell speaking of funny as hell we're on beer number three another one uh, yeah uh, another one. Oh another yeah one you'll, you'll, yeah you'll hear you'll yeah, hear the workout or the <laughs> oh boy i will say this ipa is not the way to chug six beers in an hour so i'm feeling this one already but somehow you do it every time 
Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, like, what was it like? I know Demo is no longer with the program, which is super sad to me, and I know Josh too. Oh, yeah. But what what was it like uh, being around Demo, and like, how did how did he lift you guys up? Oh, uh, Demo's, I mean, a great guy. I mean, he officiated my wedding, so obviously I... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he officiated me in China's wedding, virtually, because we got married during COVID. But yeah, we went through his premarital counseling with him, too, um, just to get, so he gets to know China, as well as he, you know, I know knew him from, from the past uh, at Tech. But no, like, I didn't know, actually, of Demo, and he probably doesn't remember this, but he came to Lasseter and spoke to us. So, like, I've always known how passionate he was, how, you know, he can get things out of people um, in his own unique way. And just because he's been through it all from playing to at the collegiate level, the NFL level, you know, you really respect what he has to say. You know, he's genuine, you know, he means it. He really does really care. Um, and so definitely love to do um, great guy uh, tech, let a good one go. Um, I, I used to love all his speeches, like pre-game. Uh, he would give us a speech in the hotel before we left. And some of them, you'd be like, where the hell is this guy going with this story? And like, how does this relate to anything, right? And lo and behold, in his own demo way, he would like bring it full circle. And you'd be like, dang, that was a good one. You know, you get all rowdy and stuff. And so it was always good. It's a good way it works. Yeah, man. I think what's up? His hype videos, Miami or, game or whatever. Oh, the, the Miami, the Miami game, like even like the Shard Choice days of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bringing, yeah. bringing the hammer, like, yeah, that got me hype. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was another, that was another sad thing. It was like, why, why? Uh, I don't know why Coach Collins, like, how can you not want him to be a part of your program? I just don't get say. it. He'd been through two, you know, regimes. It's like, yeah, like the I don't know. Blood. I feel like Collins really just wanted to make his own stamp on the program, and he made a stamp, all right. Yeah, and like do things <laughs> in a unique way, and you know, not have any, you know, remnants of Johnson on his legacy, uh, so to speak, um, whatever you want to coin his legacy as, um, or what he thought his legacy would be. And so he he went a lot of things his own way. He wanted to make his own name for himself and i mean he definitely did that but i don't know if it was in the same yeah. light well, now now he's tearing it up at south carolina so yeah for sure oh, yeah yeah so no i'll process it i'm happy he he landed somewhere he seems happy um good dude so yeah 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 i had to say it i listened to busting with the boys they interviewed shane beamer he seems like a cool guy too so um so that brings us in you know we just talked about jeffy collins that's my worst gt football memory <laughs> but we want to go to you what's your best georgia tech memory doesn't have to be sports can be anything and then what's your worst georgia tech memory well best gotta be meet my wife right you know there you go that's right you know? i got the same talking thing about... <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so definitely that we're talking about sports related things um best gt memory sports related would have to be you know, just having my career come full circle, right? I was a preferred walk-on, got my scholarship, you know, became a starter. So, like, just going through that that journey, um, probably one of the best memories, something, you know, to kind of hang my hat on um, and speak to um, and kind of reflect on if there are times are ever getting tough, right? You know, go back to you grinded this something like this out before. You can, you know, how to make a plan to get to where you want to be. So, 
use that as a you know good reminder uh worst memory uh, i guess it would just really be breaking the streak that really that really sucked especially because my first year starting i think i really granted i think that me anybody who started their first year doing that and then also any senior and you know snapping that streak uh that's probably the worst athletic memory for sure that's valid sorry we forgive you no i can't blame it all on me that's yeah. right that's right that's shit. i mean we were part of some some rough georgia tech basketball year so i'm yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Sometimes you go through the tough. Uh, sure. I think the next question is kind of related, similar type question. Yeah. What is the best stadium you ever played at besides Bobby Dodd? Okay. And then oh, yeah. what's the shittiest? Okay. Shitty is obviously Duke. <laughs> it's like worse than a high school stadium at times. Um, but no, best stadium by far is BT, especially – when they play the same man. I mean, they're on top of you. It's loud as fuck. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just like you can't hear yourself think. And so especially to go there and win twice, yeah. uh, it's definitely a good memory. Yeah. I'm, I'm super. Man, we called the 2014 one. It was funny because we, our special team coach at the time called that Harrison Butker was going to win that game. And he did. On a field goal, the Monday special teams meeting. And he did just that. But no, sorry, Chase, what were you saying? I was going to say, yeah, I, that that is, to me, like with this whole new conference pod system that we got going on, that's like the biggest bummer to me is that we can't play VT every year because I just mm. – I love playing them, like home and away. My yeah. sister my sister went there, and, yeah, I went to a game. Um, I think it was 2014. No, it might have been – I think it was the it was the Harrison-Bucker game, I think. Yeah. Um, 20, 2014, yeah. And – um. Yeah, that that stadium. I think that was a noon game. Um, yeah. So it's still, I mean, yeah. When they put Inner Sandman, I mean, that place gets loud. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's. I mean, they're on top of you. The way they stack the stadium and how the rows sit. I mean, it's just a lot of shit in there. So it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely a vibe. It's definitely. Yeah, vibe. I think the ACC needs them to kind of step it oh, up man. a little bit. Oh they, yeah, they they've been struggling. Yeah, us and them, but. I think we're on the come up. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'll be intrigued to see what the team does this year. I hope they can get to, you know, at least get back to the bowl games, get yeah. the six dubs. Um, I think he is a he's a solid coach. I think he's, you know, no frills, fuck the bullshit. Let's just what's gonna help yeah. us win. And if it's not gonna help us win, why the fuck do we care about it? Like I think that's the type of coach he is. I mean, and he, you know, has that grit type mentality, you know, being a XO lineman, you know, in the trenches. Um, so I think they got a good one. I was happy with that, with that hiring. And so I think he'll, I mean, obviously anybody who comes from who's saving in OKs has to be all right in my book, right? So that's right. So, yeah. 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 I heard that guy's pretty decent. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. He's not launching any denim lines or anything like that. <laughs> cool with this. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah, we're we're all we're all on board the key train. Uh, oh yeah, I I think I think he's gonna do what you said earlier. I think like the biggest thing is that first of all, like in the locker room, mm. these, these guys got to be tight. And I don't know, mm. like from a from an outside perspective, 
you know, not knowing anything about what's going on. It just seemed like something just wasn't right. Like, yeah, culture. It, it, which it is funny. Um, he yeah. talks about culture all the time, but like, it, it, he, I don't know. Screw the marketing stuff. Like, culture is like what you have like in the locker room between you and your friends because that's yeah. all that matters, right? And I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, I did. People, I, I mean, all the players said they liked Collins for the most part. Like, they used to go to bat for him on social media. So, I mean, I got to think that they weren't BSing when they said it. So, I don't, I don't know. It just, yeah. I, I I, yeah. I don't think he was all bad. It just, yeah. And a, a lot of the things he did, I think, were good. I mean, I think you have to you have to pitch Atlanta. Like, that's – Yeah. That's I think, obvious. yeah, he definitely did some good things. I mean, for sure. Go ahead. It just – it seems like he was just trying to do too much instead mm-hmm. of just, like you said, Coach Key. X is like, we got to play football at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. But anyway, we're we're hoping for better times. Hey, man. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah. I mean – they got they're recruiting the athletes now the the four you know four star quote unquote the athletes um <laughs> got Atlanta you got people that can that want to come here um hopefully fans come out I think they got to start winning some fans to come out more um I think that's the biggest thing and then again that just helps the team naturally because you feel like the city's behind you your your community's behind you um what have you so. But I think they're on the right path. I think the spring game showed that with, I think it was, what, 10,000 plus or the whole lower bowl looked like it was pretty filled. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, and I think, like, the, it helped when Key took over, what? they? I know he went only four and four, but, like. The pit game. Uh, off pit the game rip, going right. up there, mm-hmm. being a ranked team on the road. I mean. Greedy wins. And he also continued the streak over a ranked UNC team, which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Brown lose. To, to me, the UNC game was more impressive. Like the Pitt game was obviously super impressive. No one, we were twenty-one point underdogs in both those games. But like, I, I could kind of see how okay, we're gonna rally around the new coach. Yeah, um, yeah the first the first week. But, but then, like, then against UNC, it's kind of like okay, we've we've had some bad losses. We got UGA coming up here. We don't. We're not gonna go to a bowl game. Don't have anything to play for. Mm-hmm. And then they came out and just like. Beat UNC's ass. Them in the face. But it was a tale of two halves, if I remember correctly, right? We were losing yeah. that game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were yeah. losing. And then the second half, they just yeah. stuck, stuck it to them. The, the two QB system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like the Georgia game, even though I know they eventual national champions, and, you know, but we, we were basically winning the entire first half, which is the fact yeah. that you go toe to toe with a team that on paper you're outmatched like that's sure. that's what you want to see right someone just hey i get punched in the face i'm gonna punch you right back yeah they came to, they came to play especially that first drive took it to them um yeah i think it was some key mishaps on a couple of those second and third drives some drops and some things of that nature that yeah stalled those drives where i think if you do score you know, one or two of those times, who knows what that game it might be closer in the second half, and you know, you know, you got a little more to play for. So but who knows? Could have shoulda woulda. Yep. Yeah. Always right, nice. On to the next one. <laughs> so like what what's the funniest Paul Johnson story that you can share with us and not get in trouble for? Uh I go one. I was I don't know. So like obviously I don't I mean I think most people know like Coach Johnson has a, a lovely way with words and Caden has a very broad vocabulary and has a lot of euphemisms, 
lot of floors that he throws at players to to make you feel like shit at times or to, to show you how shitty you're playing at that time is probably a better way to say it. Um, so I think one of the ones that always has stuck out to me because a lot of stuff was never towards me. So it's just funny as shit, but you don't always like recall what it is. But I would probably have to say, I think it was the pit game. Again, going back to 2015, how shitty this year was. Um, it's, uh, I think it's because of this game, we go for it like fourth down in our own, on our own side of the on our own end zone, our own side of the field. And we don't get it. It's like fourth and one. You know, we're an offensive running team. We get stuffed on fourth and one. Not a good look. Coach Johnson, we lose the game, goes back in the huddle, or goes back to the locker room. He says, I mean, berates us, calls us all types of all types of names. Not really, but in a way. Yeah. Um, and then says, You guys really just did suck. You guys couldn't look, run the football to lift my dick. And like Jalen said that like <laughs> You had to like hold in your laugh because it's like, yeah, you can't just say some shit like that after you're like cussing me out and I'm not supposed to like, I'm supposed to be sad, but like, and we just lost. But yeah, he said that shit and I was, I had to like, you know, like, hold one in. <laughs> that was probably one of the, the, the funnier stories that just recalls. And I, I'm pretty sure it's that game, or he could have just said it multiple times uh, throughout my tenure at Tech. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I think it was that game based on we ran the ball poorly, but especially on that play, that fourth down, not getting it, essentially costing us the game. Uh, couldn't run the football to length of his dick. And, um, yeah. yeah. J- Jalen brought that up, too. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh, you're good. No, that's, he was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's too funny. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Speaking of funny, I don't know, another beer. <laughs> Jesus. Another one. Oh, I should so I, definitely eat dinner before this next time. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, so, obviously, Josh and I were basketball managers, so basketball has a soft spot in our heart. But um, yeah. you, you keep up with the basketball any? Are, are you up on the, the new hire of Damon Stoudemire? Uh, Damon Stoudemire? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's about all I know, to be honest with you. Uh, I know Alvarado's killing it. At, uh, in the oh, world, yeah, I keep, track, keep tabs of some of the dudes who have gone in, you know, Josh Akogi, uh, you know, Phoenix, and was uh, was Jose uh, maybe a freshman when you were a senior, or what was the over like that? Yeah, okay. I didn't have any real interaction with him, but I remember him coming in, so I think he was a freshman when I was a senior, um, and like reading his story. Um, and so yeah, I'm glad to see my man doing this thing, yeah. I mean, he's out of nowhere that swag i mean he's always had swagger but like his like what first year in the league yeah grand theft alvarado like i right. I, I freaking love it like that's awesome like he does the dirty work and he, he's happy to do it right so seth knows yeah i was bummed he didn't get to play in the play-in game for the pelicans uh, so they they're they're out of the playoffs but yeah it's not, it's not jose's fault it's probably zion's yeah, but yeah, what I mean, what are your, what are your takes on basketball? What do you think? What do you think this year is going to bring us? Um, I think, yeah, I think you... it's. Well, I live in Memphis now, so I get to hear, I got to hear about Josh Passner, uh, mm-hmm. like every damn day of my life from all these Memphis fans because he came from there, and mm-hmm. like, I'm glad. Or I think Passner did us a really good job. You know, he won a title. He 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 
had a little bit more restrictions put on him because they were so emphatic on him running a clean program and all this crap. <clears throat> but, and I think he's the nicest guy ever. And that's what all the Memphis fans here say is like, he's the nicest dude ever. Yeah. Consistent. Not maybe a head coach. I think like he did decent with what he had and it was, he had a decent tenure. And I don't think like, I don't think anyone needs to bad mouth him. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it just, just didn't, wasn't enough to keep him. And yeah, it just stunk. Like, and I don't think like tech fans as a whole, like had any ill will towards him, you know, Jeffrey, maybe a little bit more, but like him, nah, I I think he was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was, I was kind of surprised we, we did fire him, but not, not super surprised. I mean, we had a pretty bad year, but, um, I don't know. The, the Stoudemire hire kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's an assistant coach at the Celtics. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, and then his press, like I, I watched his press conference. I really don't know much about the guy, but he seems like he's pretty quiet and it's not, I don't think he's going to be like super in your face. Um, but uh, we'll see how it works out. He's, he's, he's hired a couple assistants recently. Um, All- Hobbs from, from Hobbs. Rutgers seems to be a okay. good hire. He helped turn Rutgers around a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, we just got to get some good – we just got to get some guys in here. It seems like we've just been, like, a piece away. Um, yeah. But yeah. You got to keep local talent. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, you look at all the basketball stars that come out of the state of Georgia, like, you got to keep some of them just the same way as football, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got like Wheeler High School, all these right. big high schools, Norcross back in the day. Exactly. So I was surprised. Somebody was telling me, and I wasn't as familiar with this. It might have been my dad, but he was my dad was surprised that they didn't extend the job to like Mark Price, because apparently Mark Price has always wanted the Georgia Tech head coach basketball job. Um but I don't know, maybe he's just like retired, retired. But I was all I thought that was interesting when my dad brought that up. Um as a he was curious if they ever extend it to, to Mark Price or this time around that they extend it to him, which I have no earthly idea. But he was yeah, I don't know. Wasn't he, Price he, at Charlotte before? Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Yeah, he was. And he didn't do great. But I mean, I don't know. It's hard to hard to judge off that, I guess. But right. Yeah. I mean you know, we had Gregory before Passner too, and it's like Coming from mid-major, I know the folks at Dayton were tired of Gregory, too. So it's kind of like a weird – making that jump to the ACC is just kind of odd to yeah. judge a little bit. Oh, well. We'll see what well, happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, we will. We'll, we'll hope for the best. Uh, speaking of which, the best, uh, last question that I have, at least, Chase, you know, if you want to add one. How was playing with the best quarterback maybe ever – to run the option at Tech. Oh, no smooth. disrespect to Josh Nesbitt, because I think he's also – it's one and two, maybe one A, one B. Smooth is a magician. I mean, the dude is so cool, calm, and collected, can make all the passes, can make all the reads, and it's just like how elusive he was. It was just mesmerizing to watch him practice. And it was, I mean, it's been like that since we first stepped on campus when, you know, our retro freshman year where you got Teb and you got that. I mean, the old heads, seniors were like, you know, we do practice at the end of the day and it's ones or threes versus threes and smooth as that quarterback. And 
everybody standing up watching, like, what is he going to do with the ball? And, like, I mean, the dude's just a freak. The dude's a freak athlete, um, great player, great dude, always level-headed, you know, talk the game up to you, um, get you on the same page. So, no, nah, I had all the respect in the world for the smooth. That's my guy. Yeah, that's legit. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, man, he was so good. He was oh, so so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, I was I was really pulling for him. I know he he got a chance with the Steelers. Yeah, and I was DB, right? I was I was hoping for him to make it, but man, it was fun to watch him. Yeah, I think he. I mean, he did what he wanted to do. I think. Uh, or he, I mean, take a shot, move the receiver, um, and try to be a return man. And I think some injuries uh, played him a bit. But I think still doing well. We talked from here and there. I know he's in town for the spring game too. Unfortunately, I missed it. Um, but um, yeah, I love playing with Smooth. It was just fun to watch and like, dude's just fast. So you had to get on your horse when you went in tail motion, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> it's crazy how you know all the blue bloods and he's from Alabama and they were recruiting him at DB and yeah, yeah. you want to play quarterback and it's like taking a shot and I mean he's you know around these parts at least or at least tech you know he's a legend forever so oh yeah absolutely absolutely I mean I still think about that move he put on in the orange bowl where he saw buddy up and double step like, oh my gosh it's crazy that move's dirty yeah when you have uh Brent Musburger howling in the in the stands like that's yeah that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I wish I'd been a little more so for that <laughs> oh yeah well i we really appreciate it man thanks for hopping on the pod um Absolutely. you know you lived in spring game we watched it it was look look promising uh offense looked pretty good actually for the first time uh i know they ran 12 personnel for the most part and it was kind of vanilla but uh looked- they were the went off you know like eight or nine catches 150 yards yeah yeah, and he's wearing number eight. Number eight. Yeah, right. They so. hit uh, with DJ Moore on a, a nice scene down the side. I only saw, like, quick highlights on Twitter, but he had a nice in-stride catch. Avery um, Boyd played pretty decent, too, I think, playing wide out. And then it looks like we got a little bit of a – not quarterback competition, but it looks like there's a lot more depth, at least. Yeah. Uh, Pyron and then Haynes King transferred from uh, A&M. And, mm. We got to look at some of the new defensive uh, guys that transferred in. The Clemson guy, Ruben, I think, and then uh, linebacker was White. It looked pretty decent. Of course, spring game, so it's kind of yeah. You know. yeah. But yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of promise this season. Hopefully, we get to a bowl game. I think. I think in my bones, I said that last two seasons. I think we can make it to a bowl. We gonna make it. We gonna make it. Hey, if we don't make it this year, I know. Yeah, I had to say, but no, I think they got they got some things cooking the right way. I think they're they're looking at the program holistically. Um, yeah. Again, talking about just from getting the players right in the off season, getting them dedicated back to the game. Um, from talking to Kevin Cohn and some of the others, so yeah, things are moving yeah. in the right direction. This may be a good shout out. You know, you talked about total person before. Uh, what's that? What's that? The GTTTP or whatever it is. Uh, the GTAA, like, so, I mean, it started a long time ago, I think, with, like, Homer Rice, the total person program. Yeah. So, it's just, you know, it's looking at athletes, you know, it's not just for football, but, you know, getting you right from a career development, um, or personal development, 
athletically as well. I'm just trying to make you a you know well-rounded human being. I think is really the biggest thing about it, um, and attacking you know your life from all angles. And so a lot of the stuff that we're doing from an Accenture standpoint, I was just trying to help guide and coach athletes as again as they make these steps trying to become you know into the professional world into corporate America. What does that look like? How do you leverage your skills? The the things you've learned from being a student athlete, um, team working in teams. Um, uh excuse me working in teams uh dealing with adversity um having you know a short a quick memory to kind of bounce back um all those different things different dealing with people with different personalities and backgrounds and relating to them um and you know that human side of things so i think that it's a great program uh, i enjoyed it while i was there i think kevin and, and the guys are doing a great job trying to revamp it and put a new spin to it um, especially with the NIL landscape, how does that apply to it as well as, you know, these athletes are now entrepreneurs, what can be entrepreneurs while they're still uh, still in college. And so I'm excited to see what the, the new program looks like and how we can give back uh, to student athletes. Speaking of giving back to student athletes, Drinking with the Jackets has ordered an order of Drinking with the Jackets hats portion of that will be going to the Techway NIL. Nice. Uh, speaking about that. So drinking with the Jackets fans, look forward to that. That should be posted pretty soon. Um, yeah. So we're going to give back to student athletes. There you go. There you go. Chase, you got anything else, man? No, that's it, Ike. I appreciate you coming on. Really enjoyed getting to talk with you and uh, bring, bringing back the good memories from, from the option days. So thanks for joining us. All right, yeah. appreciate y'all having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, definitely, uh, will mind you guys send an invite to have me on again, man. It's been a pleasure for real. Thanks, Ike. Appreciate All it, right. man. Y'all going. <laughs>